We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Next Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Nation, back at it. First game back from the All-Star break. This is Knicks Post Game Live, presented by Manscaped, CP Ashley Moss, the Tratacaster, Alex Chitaros in the building. Knicks kick off the second half of the season in Milwaukee, going up against the Greek freaking company. And, uh, yeah, get watched, man. 134 to 101. Not too much to like here. Knicks just did not have it going. Julius, our all-star, really, you know, our, our pace setter, our engine, just did not have it going. You know, Milwaukee's defensive scheme was excellent on him. And outside of RJ, outside of Alec Burks and, and IQ, he just really didn't have much help out there tonight. So Knicks go down in a blaze, 134-101. to 101. Al, give me some thoughts on this game, man. What were some of your key takeaways, bro? Man, this was just a terrible game all around. It seemed like we had something going in the first half, even though the first unit wasn't really doing much. You saw everyone struggling, especially our engine and Julius Randle. RJ had to go in early on. Shout out to the nine god, as Ashley would say. But it's just once the second unit came in, like we saw we were starting to go down. Second unit comes in, pulls us back in. And then once we put the first unit back in, once we subbed in for Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock, uh, you know, just the whole first unit, that's where it started to, like, go apart, you saw on the first half. And then the second half, it was just we couldn't keep up. We lost yeah. pace. Defense wasn't there. Everyone was just waiting. Uh, everyone, to, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, attacked the paint. Everyone was getting easy threes off. They were just doing what the Bucks do, which is just work either inside out or outside in. And it was just tough for the Knicks to actually keep up with them overall. It was a nightmare, man. We were able to cut it to three at some point in, in the, by the second quarter with Alex Burks. Had a, had a great game, but before you knew it, it was back up to 15. And, and like you said, they're just not a good come-from-behind team, and this Bucks team just had it clicking all night, man. Uh, Ash, what do you think about the game tonight? Yeah, I mean, starting with that second quarter, we allowed the Bucks to go ahead and go on a run towards the final three minutes of the first half. We got destroyed on the boards. I mean, our points in the paint, the difference between that 34-14 in the first half in favor of Milwaukee, obviously, and that's 
very alarming. It's very concerning for a team that does not have good shooters or enough shooters. Yeah. We can't rely on the three-point game. We will lose that competition every single time, and the Knicks fell into the trap today. They had some good looks. Yes, some shots were falling, but you live by the three and you die by the three. You can't play that game when you don't have the pieces to play. On top of that, they were killing us in rebounds, as I mentioned, 16-27 in the first half. That just means that you're not going ahead and you're not getting second, third chance opportunities. And when your defense is switched cheese like the Knicks were tonight, you have to rely on those opportunities to get that ball back in your hand to keep the possession alive because you don't want to fall too far behind because you're not stopping the Bucks from scoring. So you've got to make sure that you yourself are scoring. The Knicks didn't do that either. It was yeah. just a mess from all different sides of that ball on both ends of the court. The Knicks just did not play New York basketball like we know that they can. They didn't stick to the game plan defensively. Obviously, offense is always an up-and-down battle with the Knicks, but you got to do what you can always do. And like I always say, defense can always travel with you. The Knicks didn't do that tonight, and it shows. I think, you know, if you look at the difference in between the two games, it was from three. You know, the, when, when we blew out the Bucks by 20 points at the Garden, they shot 7 to 38 from downtown. That was 18%. You figured that wasn't going to last, especially in, in a rematch. You know, they just had an off-shooting night. Tonight, they bounced back, 18 to 38. They shoot 47%, which is more typical for their performance. And, you know, I didn't think the Knicks game plan going into it was that as bad. They, they wanted to double up on the freak, you know, let him shoot, give him room to shoot and close off the paint and, and let the other guys be you bucks vice versa did the same thing you know the bucks are notorious for selling out alf to 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 close off that paint and they'll give you the three-pointer you know they're fourth in the league from protecting the paint and they're also near the bottom of the league at giving up threes you know it's the same game plan that Budenholzer has been running for the past three years it's been working for them and tonight they did that with julius they said this next team is not a good shooting team period lock off randall and we should win the game and i thought they did just that yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Knicks run the same thing as you pointed out, CP. The thing is, like, for us, we try to leave the guys who can't shoot open. Like, we are, we give up a lot of threes, but we try to make sure we give it to the guys who, you know, aren't the best three-point shooters, right? Yeah. For the Bucks, they can actually knock it down for most of the guys, and once they get clicking, they're, they're, they're clicking. It's hard to stop everybody. Uh, and for us, we're not a good three-point shooting team, you know? Best, shoot, best three-point shooter is Julius Randle that we got on the team so far. Yeah. And... Honestly, that's about it. Like you get when you get nights from Burke, like, we get nights like this from Burks. Uh, you get from like IQ. That's when you hope like Julius is in it, and that this would have been a game if Julius like had it going on tonight. Yeah, and just and just like the first unit overall, like Peyton shot terribly. Ball couldn't get anything going, and like you need all those guys to really like keep us in the, in this type of game, especially Julius. This is just an off night for Julius. Off I mean. Night. At some point, it's going to happen, right? Like, we're, we're even like your best player has like an off night. This happened to be one of his off nights. So, hopefully, we bounce back against OKC. And honestly, that seems like a must win game at this point because the schedule for the second half gets yeah, brutal, tough. man. They got so they got to get everyone they can, and OKC is a must win game for them. Yeah, you definitely in the second half of the season. I mean, the Knicks started off the first half 29th when it came to the severity of the schedule, how tough it was. Now it's fourth. So you're in that top five of having the toughest schedule Mm -hmm. this second half in the NBA. You have to take the games 
in between that you can win. OKC is a game you can win. Milwaukee, this wasn't New York basketball. This wasn't us at our best. This doesn't define us. We have to shake this off and win the games that we have to because the schedule is not an easy one, and you don't want to put yourself in a position. Right now we're at 500. We're sitting pretty. We're sitting even. That's okay. You don't want to dig yourself into a hole too deep that you can't dig yourself out of. And the Knicks have to be very careful moving forward with the way the schedule is orchestrated. On a positive note, you know, one of the guys, obviously, you know, that you look at in terms of, uh, you know, indication of, of how successful we'll be in the second half is R.J. Barrett because we need a consistent R.J. We need a a, a, a shot-making R.J. To, to have a chance at, at making this thing long-term. And tonight he, he came out and set a good tone, 22 points, 9 of 15 from the field, 1 for 2 from downtown, 3 for 4 from the free throw line, had a nice dunk early in the game. I like how, how they set the tone with him, Al. You know, they came out, they ran him off his curl screen um, up from Noel. He, he hit that mid-range, then he found Noel for the Gotham lob. He hit a nice little three. I thought RJ's energy really set a good tone early, but just wasn't enough help for him out there tonight. Wasn't enough at yeah. all. And like we say, yeah. like, like I always say, when it comes to RJ, he works best when he has the room to kind of drive and and move through that paint. Mm-hmm. When he his elusiveness is one of his strong suits as a player. And the way our spacing tonight was just horrendous. It just we weren't giving RJ the room that he really needed to take it to the next level. And nobody else was really getting involved either. Again, that goes back. We weren't getting those second, third chance opportunities. So whatever guy had the ball in his hand when that play was drawn up, the shot didn't fall. You lost the possession. You just can't play basketball like that. You definitely can't play basketball like that against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks. You can't take what happened in the first half of the season and apply that going into the second half this is not the same Bucks team they still are a playoff style I was gonna say football playoff (laughs) style basketball team and you got to play them like one and the Knicks again didn't do that yeah man Al what was your thoughts on RJ tonight yeah I like the way RJ was playing I liked how he was able to get step back jumpers attack the rim Uh, he was just finding ways to get his own even though there was enough spacing for him I liked how he was taking on contact he was able to uh, evade the contact as well uh, he was doing everything you wanted from him tonight, being like a second option on this team. Issue was, like we keep going back to, we just didn't have enough firepower from everybody else. But RJ showed up tonight, and it's good that he showed up tonight. He came out from the break ready to go. And I think this is something good that we're going to see for the second half of the season. Hopefully, like, RJ just continues it. Yeah. And I have no I have no doubt that he can. Of course, like, he probably will have, like, a little slump here or there. But I expect him to be performing at a top, tip-top shape like he did tonight. Uh, agreed, man. And and uh, on a night like tonight, listen, I said on last night's show with, with Ian Beckley and Alec Wolf, I said, well, D. Rose didn't play tonight. We, we don't know what's going on. He's in the COVID protocol. Hopefully everything is good with him. But when he comes mm-hmm. back, I got to find a way to get him in that starting lineup, bro. I got to find a way to get him in that starting lineup because we know what Peyton gives us. We say it over and over again. He's going to give you one out of ten good games. And on a night like tonight when he, he's, he can't be a threat, against some of those elite defenses. They're going to leave him wide open. He's going to be that outlet. How many times you see outlet of Julius, I mean, RJ or Julius passing it to him in the corner or wherever he is wide open for three. You know that's not going to go down. And it hurts you. I thought Peyton really sunk us tonight. So some of his defensive effort was poor. And, and I thought he just hurt us overall. Three, di- three dimes. Ten points, three dimes, four for 14 from the field for Peyton tonight. You know, again, yeah. I, I look at Bullock. Two for six from downtown, eight points. You know, whole hum game, but 
on the flip side, I loved how the second unit came in and gave us some energy, man. Burks came in, IQ came in, and Frank, and they really turned that game over, and they brought the game close. They brought that game close, but then you go into the third quarter, and then it starters all the way in until, you know, four minutes left, and the game is already out of control. So, again, it, it's, to me, it's not, you know, with Tibbs, it's not pulling that trigger early, you know, to give you a spark. That, that, the starting lineup, when they get into those, those droughts, it's hard for them to bounce back. They just don't have enough firepower to overcome teams like the Bucks when they have it going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had this conversation a couple of weeks uh, ago before the season, you know, took a hiatus for the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. We had this conversation, and we said that come the second half, after the break, Tibbs was really going to have to make some adjustments, and we were going to have to figure out what was working in the first half and what was not working and make those adjustments, and this is the time to make them. He's got to do better with his rotations. He's got to figure out who works best together, who fits best in what unit. This is not the time to be stubborn. This is not the time to go ahead and try to stick to things that were working in the first half. This is a different type of basketball after you get out of that all-star break. Now people are starting to think playoffs. Now it's that playoff push. Now guys who were resting a couple of games in the first half every few weeks are not resting like that. Now they're really starting to get into that mindset, okay, what seating are we going to be in and how are we going to make this work so when yeah. come playoffs, we're in the best position to win. And the Knicks have to be in that conversation. Tibbs needs to have these conversations with his staff, with the players. they got to figure out what is working and what's not, and they have to figure it out quickly. There's no room, especially like we said, with the fourth hardest schedule in the second half of the season, you can't take too long to figure that out. It's got to be quick. Yeah, and I'm looking for. I want. I think we just need D Rose back, honestly. And I think he needs to be slotted into that starting lineup. He gives you so much more than Alfred Payton right yeah. now. Like, at least Derek Rose, like at least he could shoot behind the behind the arc, and that's something that we are not getting from Payton on a consistent basis. I know when you look at D Rose's numbers right now, he's shooting 45% from three on like making one out of like two attempts or close to like somewhere between three mm-hmm. uh, attempts that he's taken from behind the arc. But you know, we at least need someone who can just causes defense to honor it, and D. Rose is a better, I think he's just a better facilitator at this yeah. point than what we're getting out of Peyton. He's looking for guys, he's pushing the pace, he's doing everything you need to keep everyone on their toes, and just to get everyone involved as well, and I would, I think when he comes back, he just needs to get slotted in. I think we've seen enough of Alfred Peyton. That's right. And man. I don't even know you, if you want Alfred Peyton in the second unit, because I like the way that it works with Emmanuel quickly, Alec Burks, yeah, and, and Frank, Frank. Nolakina, because yeah. they keep the ball moving, and Frank's, I don't even Frank's know. sure that he's got something. I don't even know if I want him on the team. Forget the team. <laughs> I don't want him here. Period. Well, and like I, being we, generous with the second with it, unit, man. I was ready for him to leave the minute Frank got back. Uh, well, like it, it's just I I don't need to see anymore. I've seen all I need it's, to it's see. Rough, it's, it's, I'm good. I'm good on you. It, Thank tough. you. Thanks. Next. It, it, it's tough, man. I tell you, it's tough. But like I said, in Rose, when Rose came in and started those three games for Peyton. I just like the dynamic he brought. We know he's he's going to be limited in certain respects, um, and and obviously you got to watch the minutes because it seems like he kind of breaks down as the game goes on. But I just like the dynamic he had with Julius. I like the chemistry he and RJ were building. He was finding them. Peyton's assist numbers are down this year all the way across the board. He's just not he's just mm-hmm. not the facilitator that he was last year either or even two years ago. And so Tibbs has to look at that, you know, because now they're going to get into the belly of the beast and. And, you know, there's going to be no room for error. So Tibbs is going to have to look at that once once D. Rose gets back and healthy. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on Free Squad. CP, Ashley Moss, Alex Trotaro, Satratacaster in the building. 
tough loss. I, I didn't really expect us to win this game, honestly. I, I, I was expecting a blowout, to be completely honest with you. But, you know, we, we just went up against a juggernaut, man. That's the freaking company. And I knew that first blowout that we had against them wasn't an indicator of the two teams. I just think the Bucks had an off night, and, and they brought us back. I don't think it's necessarily expecting a win. For me, obviously, you go against certain teams and and you don't expect you to win. You hope, you know, we can always have hopes and and dreams and fantasies of winning. But for me, it's about how you lose and how you win. And I would have preferred the Knicks to lose a lot differently than they lost tonight. They just did not look like a conducive, concise team. They looked all over the place. I don't know if it's getting out out of that all-star break and that weird vibe you're in a couple of games after because there are some teams, there are some games that are just sloppy coming out of that break. Guys are kind of in vacation mode. It takes only a couple of days to lose your win. They probably weren't really practicing. And, you know, during the break, if they Mm -hmm. weren't in the all-star game, they were probably just chilling in Mexico, Miami, wherever they were. So, yes, you don't expect the best type of basketball, but you don't you don't lose like that and that that was a little bit concerning for me obviously it doesn't speak to what this team is because we've seen what they look like especially in the first half or what they can be but they gotta they if they're gonna lose they gotta lose better than what they lost tonight this was just not okay gotta tighten up man gotta tighten up off night for julius we'll we'll give him a blind man came out he he was an all-star man we'll give him a blind so to everybody in the chat once again hit that thumbs up button for your squad a couple super chats came in shout out my guy junior karomas is very strange off night for julius all-star hangover and elf ain't it Rose should be the starter once he's cleared health and safety protocols. Shout out Steve Verna. He says game was lost in the second quarter when the starters came back in. When three went three went from down three to down seventeen. Yeah, it got out of hand, man. That didn't come off the court till two minutes left in the third. SK says, What does Tibbs have to be angry at the team about? Does he have an offense besides Peyton bricking open threes? We need Miller again. <laughs> Golden State offense. Uh, the Rhyme Animal Chuck D, salute to Chuck D, throw a hashtag PE in the chat. He says, those that know, know, CP called it last week, Mike Bood, Mike Budenholzer ain't losing back-to-back to anybody. He's under that Bucks pressure. They bucked Wall Julius as expected, and if not, and if we're not 100% and others brick up, we're never beating these type of teams, and that's 100% facts, 100% facts. Let's go to the phones, Danny from Jersey. What's going on, bro? Yup. Got okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Daniel, what's going on, bro? Hey, CP, I'm gonna. I want to touch on a couple of topics. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, first, we gotta wait Peyton tonight. Um, nobody wants him. <laughs> We've been trying to trade him. Nobody wants him. Like, I'm watching the game. Peyton's open at the three point line. My dog's barking at the TV saying, "Don't shoot that!" Like, it's, it's, we gotta wave him. I don't care. Buy him out. Wave him tonight. RJ looked good. I don't have to say anything about that. This play speaks for itself. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, we we, we gotta tell Sis right now. Either you been saying, or we're gonna wave him. We're not we, because he's a cancer <laughs> to the team. The, the fans are gonna he's handle. He's a cancer. It. The, the fans are gonna handle it. Thanks, thanks for the call, man. I listen. He has no trade clause. I still think uh, Tibbs values him. He's just got to find selective. He's got to put Peyton in the situation ship that he put Frank and Kevin. You, you know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. I just think D Rose needs to get those minutes when he when he gets back in. Hundred percent. No, no, no doubt about it, man. Oof. I yeah, don't. absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. It's just like 
I don't know, how many times can we go through the same song and dance where we see Alfred Payne have, like, one good game, two good games back-to-back, yeah. and then be like, all right, yeah, sure, let's just throw him back. I, I yeah. know D-Rose is not here, but I don't know how you can just keep watching this and see yeah. the difference that we had in three games with D-Rose starting and not start D-Rose. Yeah. It is exactly. just a night and day difference. It's just, there's just no way possible. Yeah. Like, I get that you're saying that Peyton, like, gives you, like, good defense. Like, I, I sure, like, on, on most nights he gives you, like, decent defense, but D Rose has been giving you solid defense too. It's not like, and the offense is much better. There's much higher Flo's upside much better, with D Rose. I, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> and when Frank balled out and Peyton came in after the fact, after mm-hmm. the next game, and he had a great game, what did I say? That Peyton was the ex that does not leave you alone. When he sees you out there doing better, he slides in your DMs or he hits you with the hey, big head, miss you, how you been text. Just to make sure that you're still, you know, you still answer his text message. But he's not any different. He's not going to be different. The ex never changes. He's still the same person that you broke up with. Or she's still the same person you broke up with. It's getting personal. Block the number. It's done. It's dead. It's buried. It's not changing. Move on. Move on, Tibbs. Ash is projecting right now. There's better for anecdotes. you out there, Tibbs. I personal, promise there's better for you. Personal anecdotes coming out of Ash. It's all good, Ash. Let it out, man. Let it out. Joe, <laughs> Joe from Ohio, what's going on? <laughs> Yo, hey, what's poppin'? Yo, yep, what's going on? Hey, first and foremost, man, uh, I want to tell y'all that, hey, bringing Ashley to the squad was crazy, yo. That was a dope move. Yeah, I'm back tomorrow, man. I'm back on Kellerman tomorrow. Obviously, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about, man, because they try to pull a fast one on me on that on that second round. So. Yeah, it's over. It's, it's okay, over, I man. That wasn't cool. You got to be at his neck, man. Yeah. You got to be at his neck. But, hey, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be quick with my point. Okay. Um, I know you got a, you got a lot to get to. Hey, uh, I like what y'all were just saying, too. Mm-hmm. The fact that us as Knicks fans, is everybody going crazy in the chat? Us as Knicks fans, we got to stop looking at things in, in totalities of if we win, great game. Hey, hallelujah, whatever. If we lose, mm-hmm. trade Randall and everything got guys got to burn down. Because we're not there yet. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we're 500 right now, right? Like, what are we gonna do against a Philly, against a, against a Brooklyn, or whatever? And it is what it is. We can still be competitive, but we're not there yet. Yeah. And we gotta realize that, and that's okay. So my thinking is, and I wanna and I wanna throw this question to y'all: What is the best way to get talent here on this team? Because I honestly feel like the reason why we're in this position right now is a lot due to coaching. Even though Tibbs pisses me off when I start quickly and all that stuff, you know, what I'm saying the casual. Knicks fan stuff that we're frustrated with him about. But he does have us in this position. But we still need high-level talent. Sure. So what's the way that we can get better talent on the team? Yeah. In my thinking, I honestly do hope that we're very competitive, competitive, competitive. But, dude, ain't no free agents just going to walk through this door. Or we can be the Orlando Magic and get the eight seed every year. Right. But ain't no free agents just going to keep walking through this door, man. We I honestly think we might have to package a couple of these Knoxes and all that stuff and hopefully get a top-tier um, dude coming out in the draft. But at the same time, 
it's kind of hard to think about that because our picks ain't gonna be ain't gonna be nothing. It's gonna be seventeen, eighteen. You know well, we don't know though. We don't know. Appreciate appreciate the call, man. It's still a long season to be played, man. We we could it could be seventeen, eighteen, or it could be seven, eight. We just don't know. You know what I mean? And shout out to Joe from Ohio, aka Big Simpin'. My man was all the way in on Ashley Fan TV. Salute to him, man. Salute to him. Definitely appreciate the love. Um, but listen, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat, Al. We know that when we read the Yaron Weitzman article uh, in the post, Tibbs was looking to extend Mook. He was looking to bring in Bogdan. We know that Gordon Hayward uh, was a target. We know I told you guys from a minute ago that, that uh, Malik Beasley was a target. Ian Begley came on the show last night, said it was World Wide West that wanted Beasley here. So... I'm they, super good on Malik Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, we do we know. It's a it's a tag it's a tangled web, but talent wise, I would have taken him on the team. So I think it's it's the draft and it's who they target in free agency and who wants to come here. But they, there's no yeah. doubt that they went after some of the, some of the top targets or mid tier targets in, in last year's crop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be more so geared towards probably drafting at this point. Like we haven't drafted what, we started drafting our own with, like, Frank Nilakino, right? Or KP, if you want to go, like, back that far. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to draft better. We haven't really been drafting that well since we've had our picks. Now we just got to actually – we got, you know, we got Walt Perrin. We got guys in here who can do the talent evaluation at this point. So we got to be able to move through the draft. And when you get the free agent, when, you, when you've got a competitive team, right, when you're showing that you're moving in the right direction, then free agents will want to come here. They, they, when you go pitch to them, it's like – well, we got a competitive team. It's New York. Uh, you can get all the was all the the sponsorships and whatnot if you come here. You know, if you win here, it's it's not going to be like anything else. That whole spiel. So, but I think the biggest part you got to do is just draft players and just have player development, right? We did yeah. we didn't have a good player development staff prior to this. We had True. you know no no disrespect to him, but we had Robinson right uh, prior to the staff that we had now, and that was it. We he, didn't he's have supposed to have the secret sauce. Race. <laughs> they secret sauce them out bad here. Craig Robinson, yeah, Obama's man. brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but that, that was only, he was the only one that we had, and now we actually got guys. You know, we we've seen we've expanded the the coaching staff. We're adding analytics. We're trying to figure out every different way we can just like evaluate players. So this is the starting of like a new process. So we got to give it time to see how the team works. Got it. Yeah, definitely. Like you guys said, there's multiple ways to get to the same destination. Personally, for me, trade would be the very last option just because you don't want to go ahead and lose any players that you don't have to lose. And sometimes that happens in a trade, especially when you're trying to get a super big name. But obviously you have the draft. I know Knicks fans are worried. Historically, we do not draft well. This is a different front office. This is a different staff. Things could go ahead and end up differently. Free agents want to come to markets that are big. New York is one of the biggest markets in the NBA, but free free agents also want to go ahead and go to teams that show promise, that are in the conversation consistently mm-hmm. season after season. The Knicks have not been in the conversation. Now they are in the conversation. So you're going to have two types of free agents. Obviously, you always have those free agents that are quote-unquote ring chasing. They only want to go to a team that's currently stacked, maybe missing one player, but they want to go ahead and be guaranteed a ring. That's not going to be the type of player that the Knicks get. So if that is a player that's out there, take that off your wish list because it's not happening. 
then you have another type of player who maybe doesn't mind being part of a team that shows promise, that's going to be in the playoffs consistently, that he may be that missing piece to take them to the next level. Maybe he's not in a rush to win a ring. Maybe he's a lot younger than some of the other free agents that are out there, so he has more time. He has more time to help develop the other guys on the team, to develop himself, to work with the coaching staff, to learn the system. That's the type of free agent that you want to get after. That's the type of free agent that's going to want to play in New York. It's it's chess, not checkers, and the Knicks have to take time. We got to stop playing checkers. We always lose at checkers. We're not good at the game. Queen's Gambit style. That's how we got to do it. (laughs) It's going to take time, man. It's going to take time. Right now, uh, as he said, as Joe from Ohio said, listen, they're overachieving. A lot of it is on tapes. Is the coaching staff. The improvements are, are remarkable so far. And, and it's taking time, right? We found another piece to the coin quickly. We have already have one in RJ. Mitch is on his way. Randall is establishing himself. Give us some more time. Go back into the draft. Pull out some more pieces. See how they fit within this core. You know, hopefully you get, again, we need a dynamo at the three. We need a new point guard. We know that. Those are two holes, our two biggest holes. So it's it's still a work in progress. We're going to continue to be competitive on, and just let the chips fall where they may. I think right now, because of the success, the expectations are high right now. Everybody wants to see this team continue and make the playoffs and so on and so forth. But at the same time, your record says what you are. And right now, they're 500 team, which means they're average. Still better than last year, but still average. So but that's okay. Gonna have, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's okay wrong with it. average. Yeah. And I know, I know we as fans, we're not used to being average these past few seasons. We're used to being on the opposite end of that spectrum. So now average to us is like, oh, we got to trade the house. We got to get everybody. We got to make a run. We yeah. don't. We don't. We have to play smart. We have to Be play smart. the long game, not the short game. I see you guys in the chat. Stop saying trade RJ. Stop saying trade Randall. <laughs> it's not happening. It's Everybody one of those nights. That we were it's, not it's winning this game nights, regardless. Man. Take a breather. Those The man just competed in an all-star game. The audacity the of you people. Hashtag negative Nancy's going on in the chat Good right God. now. God. Hashtag <laughs> negative Nancy's, man. Check check this stat on um on Peyton though. Cause I have my guy Schwinny Poo uh, on Twitter. He says RJ played has played twelve hundred plus minutes coming into tonight's game. Eight hundred forty of those have come with Alfred Payton, the team starting point guard. Alfred Payton has assisted RJ eighteen times in that entire time. <laughs> that sounds very act. That sounds very yeah. Act- I'm it not matches the eye test. He don't all. pass. He don't pass it to RJ. There's he no does not. There. That's that's why it's not shocking. Like if you just watch the game, you just see that it's oh, Peyton gets the ball, passes it to Julius. It's like a, it's it's an extension of what we saw last season. Just doesn't look for RJ at all. He's not really looking for most people when he's on the court, which I think the, I think it's two things at play. I think Tibbs wants uh, the ball to run through Julius. Like I think he wants Julius to be the ultimate playmaker for the entire team, just because he's the most versatile player that we have in the starting unit. At the same time. How do you have a point guard who can be like your second playmaker who's had triple doubles before, yeah. can't involve anybody else on the team, and is just looking just to get it to Julius Randle? It just makes no sense. Like, he, like he's not even having – the lob connection to either Mitch or Noel is just not there. He's not looking for RJ like on the wing when he's Nothing. ready to go. He's not even looking for I, – I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he's not looking for Reggie Bullock either because I always feel like it's just he brings the ball up court, and then he just passes it to Randle. And then he just waits in the wing or mm-hmm. wherever else, and then he gets the ball back and, and tries to drive, <laughs> and, and it's it goes, a brick. and then goes into like either like three people, and it either goes in or it doesn't, and it, that's, it's just 
Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. It's just like the same man. thing over and over. 100%. Let me get back to the phones. Val from Jersey, what's going on? What's up? I want to compliment you on the phone system. It sounds clear. Static it sounds crispy. amazing. When the stimulus, yeah, when the stimulus hit, I got you on the super chat. Anyway, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. back to the situation. I have a um, serious question. I'm noticing that you get a lot of point Randall. You can get it from RJ. Oftentimes we talk about Ovi and Randall, but why not let RJ take over that point Randall role? Mm-hmm. And I know Ashley just said it, but let's See if we can try to finesse a team with Randall, a team like Sacramento that's tired of drafting and need a player that can give us a bunch of draft picks and a player for Randall. I want RJ to have that role. What's your thoughts about it? Yeah, listen, I, I would love to see it, man. We, we've seen it. We, we've seen those birds. We saw it tonight. Uh, I love when they get it to RJ early and have him initiating the offense. I think the way, yes, Julius has gotten it done. There's no doubt about it. Look at If you look at Julius's um, assist to usage rate, which is the amount of times he's assisted on, on his teammates' points compared to how much he's had the ball. Last year, he was at the 50th percentile, Al and Ashley. This year, he's in 80th. He's in 86th. That's the lead company. He's a playmaker, no doubt about it. It's mm-hmm. just the offense is just not optimal for it to work consistently because you don't have enough um, spacing. You know, Bullock is inconsistent. Peyton is a non-factor. RJ's getting there. Noel and Mitch are non-factors. So, again, when a team like the Bucks, who sell out all the time in the paint and are going to give you those threes, it's going to look shaky. It's going to look shaky. So that's where you need your guards to be better playmakers. And RJ is that. And I agree with Val. You know, RJ needs to have those opportunities. We've seen it throughout this season when he when he gets it. He's, he's been effective. Mm-hmm. So uh, I definitely agree with Val on that. Those are good points. A hundred percent. I mean, we've said this before, RJ's development, and we're going to see him hit that next level in his game when you surround him by people that he's able to bounce that off of. And that's something that he doesn't have. We don't have the shooters. RJ does better when, you know, people are helping him get the spacing he needs so he can go ahead and Mm -hmm. click in the paint so he can be elusive, so he can be fluid like he is. And when he does that, you're going to really start to see him take his games to the next level. Right now it's a little stagnant. We see it in spurts. We see it in bursts. But we don't see it consistently because our game, our team is just not constructive to – it's not conducive for him to play like that. So you only see it when we're playing a team that maybe we're a little bit more comfortable or we're a little bit more competitive then and we're able to go ahead and give him that spacing that he needs. Mm -hmm. We don't see it in games like this where you're playing a team that's a lot more talented than you are, a lot more conducive and and concise in the way that they play. The spacing collapses on him, and he does what he can, but ultimately it's just not enough. True, true indeed. But, you know, in fairness to him, Thibodeau has acknowledged it. You know, Thibodeau has said that RJ can really become an elite-level playmaker. So I think Tibbs sees it. He knows it. And so that's good. At least they're on the same page. And so I would expect RJ's responsibility in that regard to increase as uh, as this team continues to evolve. So we'll be all right. I think the most important thing right now is to make sure the shooting has been consistent and efficient. And he's continuing it. He's continuing on that track, so that's good to see. Let's go to BK. John from BK, Brooklyn, what's going on? Hey, OCP, there? Yep, loud and clear, bro. How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? CP, long time. It's been a while. Last time we met each other, we were at the KP game. 
and we were outside cheering, cheering each other on when we saw Antoine Walker. I don't know. If oh, that's that. yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. What's going on? Yo, wait, were you were you the dude that had the stream on when I was when I was streaming? Yeah, 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 man. I'm a loyal listener. You know that. Yeah, 100%, bro. What's going on? How you feeling, bro? Nothing much. Shout out shout out to you. Shout out to Ash. Shout out to Al. You guys have great content here. Um, you know, thank you for the new fix during the All-Star course, break. All your videos are awesome. Thank you, bro. want to put that out there for now. Um, I just want to say today was a tough game. Um, let's be honest, guys. We have to manage our expectations here in the second half. We have yeah. one of the hardest schedules, and um, we have to have shorter leashes on the starting five right now. We can't be given Bullock 20-plus minutes, Payton 20-plus minutes, and Noel 20-plus minutes, and have negative 20 ratings throughout the game. You just can't have that. So if we're going to do that, we have to pull the, pull the plug early and bring in Burke, bring in those igniters out there, like IQ and Toppin and all those guys because the second unit is bringing the energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, I just want to make sure that, you know, we need to find a trade target by the trade deadline, try to find a wing for us. Maybe a JJ Reddick, maybe a Troy Brown, low cost, low risk move, and see what we can do from there. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to shell out chips to get, get a guy and then waste all my assets. But um, a low-cost move so that we can get a shooter for RJ, for Julius to cook. And that's, that's my thoughts right no there. No doubt. All right, guys. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call, John. Yeah, I would say just, you know, in terms of the rotations, for me, it's just um, just just finding those those spots to get Burks and IQ in there earlier. You know, Peyton and Bullock got to be on, on, on quick hooks, especially when you're down a lot especially when you're down a lot, you, and, and especially when, when IQ and Burks had it going. Sometimes they don't. We know that. Sometimes they don't. But on a night like tonight, they brought the energy. They turned the game around in that second quarter, and I thought you should have went to them earlier in that third quarter just to see. Maybe maybe their efforts wouldn't have gotten you a W, but maybe you would have kept it a lot closer to, you know, maybe even swing it. Who knows? Who knows? I just would, would like to see him, you know, go to those guys a little bit early, especially when, you know, if you follow the game story, they had the hot hand. Yeah, I think I think Thibodeau has to understand that he you got to trust the guys who have the hot hand and who have who have it going. I guess he like his thought process may be, look, if they're putting their starters in, if you're putting Giannis back in, Chris Middleton, I got to put my starters back in because. This is the best talent that we got. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes you got to leave the second unit in there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the second unit does have it going, and mm-hmm. they can they can go toe to toe with the first unit on some nights. You know, we don't know. We didn't get to see that that tonight uh, for most for the game, right? But we you should at least try. And when you ha- when you see guys just not in it, they're just sometimes not in it, and they need to be benched. And maybe that helps course correct for what's going to happen throughout the game. Maybe gets them out of their funk. Who knows? Or you just let the t- the guys who have it go and just keep it going, and you put the you put the game on their shoulders because they can handle it for tonight. Tibbs got to get better with the rotation. I, it's just it was just too long that we had the first unit in there, and they just they just let it just it was just we couldn't stop anything. Nothing was going, nothing was happening with the first unit in the third quarter, and we just we just kept bleeding points. Like if you see, uh, that's the one thing I think Tibbs just needs to understand is that. If you see something wrong, you got to change it quickly because it's not going to. Ha- nothing's going to change if we leave them on the court. 
Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, we've seen this before in so many different instances with Tibbs. I mean, the the time that sticks out the most in my mind was when Austin Rivers, you know, the ghost of Austin Rivers was having (laughs) a great game. And I'll never forget, Tibbs pulled him, let him get cold. The fans are screaming through the TV, like, what are you doing? He has the hot hand. He dropped 20 points in, like, in the first half, I believe it was. Sits him, goes into halftime, comes back, and he's cold. You can't do that. Actually, he got cold prior to halftime because Tibbs sat him. He had the hot hand. I get it. Tibbs has the way that he thinks that it has to work. He has the things that he does, the same old rotations that he thinks are just like going to throw the team that he's playing for a loop. The scouting reports out, Tibbs, you're not fooling anybody. You're not taking anybody by surprise. You're not going to go ahead and throw them off their game. They know what you're doing. Stop being predictable. Switch it up. Go with the hot hand. Do the rotations based on the game, not based on the game plan and the way the game goes down in your head. This is reality. This is what's happening on the court adjust to it. It's really not that difficult. We do it in 2K consistently. I know you can. Mike, Mike boy in the chat said the river has dried up and somebody said, he, I, I think he had a baby or something. I don't, I don't know what happened to rivers. He, they said he was out for personal reasons. I don't know. Some, but somebody in the chat. Well, said I know baby his something. girlfriend was pregnant. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Baby, but if she did, congratulations. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Congrats. Like, congrats not like we noticed the difference. Yeah, anyway, we didn't know. So we didn't Uh, Speaking on the trade front, Woj is saying that the Rockets continue to discuss deals with several teams. P.J. Tucker is a healthy scratch versus the Kings and remains frustrated that he hasn't been moved. So another powder waiting to be sent to go ring chase. I guarantee you ends up with KD in there, man. I just have a feeling it's going to happen. He's going to reunite with his homies. And uh, and and the the Brooklyn ring chases get richer again. I just all, all this pouting and complaining. It's just, it's just making me sick, Al. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it, bro. The, these guys, they, 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 they take all the money that they can, and as they should, do, do your business. You know what I mean? Get your max deals. And then when the going gets tough, after they account for damn near 50% of the cap, some of these max contracts, then they're like, oh, I can't win. I can't win. <laughs> Ship me off <almost laughs> into a contender. It's, a, it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy what this league is becoming, bro. Listen, PJ Tucker needs to go someplace where his sneaker collection will be appreciated. <laughs> In New York, you can't get swabbier than New Listen, York City. Man, I, I, I know he's you angling can't. for Brooklyn, man. I already he's know he's angling for Brooklyn. Somewhere, man. If you're trying to stunt all them Jordans, yeah. you know, the ones you got, the Air Maxes, there's no better place to do it than the yeah. MSG Tunnel, my guy. Yeah. Get swaggy. Do it in New York. I'm just saying. Whatever. Yeah. I'll give you pay right now. Send him on the first thing spoken to Houston. What else do you want? Um, on the other front. Back too. Take Austin with you. Hey, hey, Ian Begley was on the show last night. And, uh, you know, we talked about a couple of candidates. He said Lonzo, which some some of the fan base like, you know, Lonzo, he, he feels like the price for Lonzo is going to be high. You also got to factor in that, that he's going to be a restricted free agent. So you may not want to pony up too many assets to go get a guy like that. But like I say, you know, after you figure out your draft and, and see where you go from there, could be an option, man. Could, could be an option at the point. You know, especially I got to I want to see if, if his shot is sustainable by the end of the year. If he's on target, it could be an option now. Lonzo could definitely be an option, man. 
Yeah, I like Lonzo. I wouldn't be upset if we got Lonzo. Um, I don't know if you want to trade for him right now. No, nah, I'm not trading for him right now. Assets, but you could definitely go match and uh, restricted free agency. And I like what he does. I like how he can push in transition. I like that he's a rebounding guard. You know, he does a lot of things well that we need on this team right now. He can break down a uh, defense by the way he attacks the lane. Yeah. You know, I know the shot is it's concerning. He still has to prove it. Like he had, he, he was good last season. Had a little bit of funk once he went to the bubble. Started off with a little funk at the beginning of the season. Now he's starting to pick it back up again. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's the one thing I'll say is that his free throw is like what's the most concerning part because usually if you're a good shooter, your free throw numbers up there, and it's I think he's in the sixty percent, like in the sixty percent range somewhere around there. Uh, not not great. Yeah, it's guard, terrible. But his, his motor's definitely not. I mean, he's not ideal. But like I said, if if you don't have any options in the draft, or anything like that, I don't think it would be a bad option. Be better than Peyton. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, a lot of things would be better than Peyton. So. I'm better than Peyton. It's a very low bar. <laughs> it's a very low bar. Put me in a Knicks jersey it, it, and put me out there. I'm better than him. It, Come it's, on now. It's a very low bar, man. Very low bar. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Let me salute some more Super Chats that came in. Um, where are we at? Charlie Correa says, who the hell let Peyton play? <laughs> Paul Robinson says, we can't be afraid to break up that second unit if it benefits the first. When the first is struggling on, oh, this much all year, that's backwards. Start IQ, bench Peyton. No backup point guard can hold him down. Joseph Rowland says, this is a preview of what the second half of the season is going to look like. The good teams are just better. That's a fact. Rhyme Animal Chuck D says, sometimes Peyton reminds me of the running back that dazzles, runs out of bounds with a two-yard gain short of the first down. He's best playing safety for the NFL. He also says Max in uh, Max Kellerman, the sellout, positioned himself purposely after a Knicks loss. Max knows the Ali Liston glove ointment trick better than anybody. Hold it down, CP. Yeah, I'm gonna hold it down, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go for round three, man. I'm ready to go. I know every, I know all the tricks that Kellerman is gonna have up his sleeve for round three. I'm ready for all of it, man. No, no worries, man. I'm ready, ready to go. So I'll be on again tomorrow at uh, at two two o'clock, two ten p.m. Eastern time. So. See how it goes. JJ from Brooklyn, what's going on? Yo, yo, CP, Alex, Ashley, what's going on there? Uh, this was a rough one. Yeah. You know, it's not unexpected, but the thing, I know you're um, talking, CP, about, you know, the energy that quickly and burst spring. Mm-hmm. And you're right, offensively, they, they could both score and, you know, they both hit their threes. But mm-hmm. the one thing that's the problem is it's, it's just one on one, it's just tunnel vision, you know. Burks is out there dribbling, dribbling like he's got handles like Kyrie Irving, and he's not built like that. And quickly for a point guard, if you want to call him a point guard, you know, he's, I don't, I think he's showing he's really not a point guard. I think he's like a prototypical six man. I don't know if he's going to be that first career, which is still fine. He's still mm-hmm. steel. I love the kid. Don't get me wrong. But it's just tough. We don't have a point guard. When Derrick Rose is your best, you know, passing point guard, that's a bit of a problem. You know, I think that speaks volumes. You no, know, Rose isn't known for being a, you know, a great pass first point guard. So in, until you can find that point guard, whether it's through the draft or free agency or trade, which I don't want to go that route, it's just going to be tough. And we also need that wing, whether it's at the two or the three. You know, because I like besides RJ, Ashley's guy. I mean, it's it's impressive that at this rate, at this uh, point in the season, he's at 45% from the field and 35% from three. So. That's impressive, man. That's some that's solid right there. So, but it's just tough when Randall tonight. You know that the good defense is like Milwaukee. They're gonna trap him, double, triple team him. 
And when he's out there with Peyton, they're leaving him wide open all game. And Noel and RJ, even though he's improving his three, I still don't think he has the, the reputation, not yet. You know, I guess he's still got to prove a little more mm-hmm. as a three-point shooter. So teams are going to leave these guys open. And, you know, the tough teams like Milwaukee, the good defenses are going to pack the paint. Yeah. You no, know, it's going to be tough. And then when you bring in quickly and Burks, as much as they can score, it's a lot of one-on-one and a lot of ball stopping. So... It's just tough, man. And just let's not count as on Derrick Rose to be the savior here, because it's you know it's going to be a rough second half. I really think it is. But appreciate the time. Yeah, listen, it's going to be um, they're going to be in for it. But at the end of the day, we're going to find out who they are. Are they a playoff team or are they a lottery team? And at the end of the day, if they run the gauntlet and they make it, then you could say, listen, they, they they've earned it. And if not, they they weren't good enough. And that's just the bottom line. You know, Hold on a good let me let me switch gears real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Whose man's is Fernando Lazada? Max, is that you? Oh, Max. Okay. Is that your burner listen, account, Max? Listen. Is that what we're doing? Whose man's is it? He's a he's a Max Kellerman Who fan. He belongs to. He, he, he's a Max Kellerman fan. So we, we we wish him well, man. We we wish him well. You know. Max, stop hiding listen. behind Fernando yeah, Lazada. Yeah, that's Please. that's who it is. You know what I mean? It's the burner account. Come <laughs> that, on. That's what it is, man. It is what it is. What it is. Comedians in the chat. That's who we hitting the thumbs down before the show. Yeah, began. yeah. You figured out. It, it's expected, man. It, it's expected, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in the chat, leave us a hashtag new if you guys are new in the chat. We'll shout you guys out. And uh, let's get back to the phones. My guy, Jay from Florida. What's going on, Jay? Yeah, run it up for your boys. Hit yep. that subscribe button. Yep, like yep. button. Full fans, it. a lot of fans. Shout out my boy, Facts. They're destroyed Max tomorrow. Facts. Right? 100%. Debbie Down is back. Okay? <laughs> I'm here to rain on the parade. Okay? Shout out to my boy. I think he's from Iowa. He sounds just like me. Talking about the Knicks are going to be the AT like Orlando. Cool. Yeah. Got it. But I, I want to come for Ashley today. I, oh, I want to come for Ashley. Oh, Ashley come for me. Come for me. Let's go. I'm coming, I'm coming for you. Okay. okay. So Malik Beasley. You got Malik Beasley. Nobody has a pocket like Malik Beasley on this entire Nick roster. Yeah, 100%. He Jake, he jumper. He got, he got ISO moves. He got it all. He's 25 years old. You go all in for Malik Beasley when he's a free agent. Kevin Porter Jr. is literally averaging 90 points a game in the G League for the Rockets right now. There's no reason why they didn't go 
after Kevin Porter, when you got Kenny Payne, when you got Woody, when you got uh, the, the assistant coach from Utah, you got all these black men in the locker room for a reason to rein these cats in, keep them in, keep them in good spirits, keep them positive, keep them, keep them want to make a positive impact on the team. That's why you sign these coaches. You go get talent like this. You go, you go sign talent like this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but Jay, they wanted them. Jay, they wanted them. They wanted Beasley. Milwaukee, I, I had I had John Krosinski of the Athletic cover the Timberwolves. He the, the Timberwolves knew the Knicks wanted Beasley, so they maxed it. They they signed him quick. They didn't max him, but they gave him an offer that he wanted, and they backed him. They knew he had a case. They supported him behind it, and he signed. The Knicks were after him. Sometimes, some, sometimes you just don't get him. A count like that, you got to. Well, yeah. Kevin Porter, we still got Kevin Porter. I, I would I would have taken a chance on Porter. like that to be passing on Kevin Porter. Yeah, I would have I would have taken a chance on Porter. I don't know why they didn't. I definitely definitely would have. We we had nothing to lose there. Ridiculous. You. Yeah, we playing against big boys. We got the Nets coming up twice. We got Philly. These these cats are going for the top seed in the East. They're not gonna let us just come in there. They're gonna be going hard. Like this is this is real playoff time now. We're gonna see what we made of. To me, we need to lose. In the second half, we need to get back in the draft. We need to sign blue chip prospects. We need to, to offer Alonzo a real contract this summer and try to get real talent in our building. Like, enough with this Peyton and Bullock. Pips is playing these cats like they got a four-year offer sitting on the table for Bullock and, and Peyton and Burks. That's how he's making it seem. He's making it seem like he want to go long-term with these cats. Play not. Not the 6'9", 6'10", with, with the whole repertoire. See what he got. Yeah. Play Frank. Play these kids because long-term tips, this is your bread and butter. This is going to allow you to keep your job moving into your 70s. Well, right? you that I'm not so sure. But super super side, you got your kids, you know? Yeah. Well, go on, man. Let's, let's keep the faith. Let's let's rebuild this thing slowly. We need to get in the draft. And the Mavs is real. The Mavs is not playing. They back. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So this, this thinking, this mad senior thing is out the window to me. Yeah, well, it's, just, it's still I'm, another yeah, pick. It's still another pick. Appreciate you, bro. Still another pick. Was that was that him coming for me? Because he had yeah. Was that the smoke? Did you feel like that was smoky ass? What did you think? Was that light? Like? I I was expecting for him for him to come harder. I didn't I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that. I was, uh, I was I was I was like that build up was intense. I thought it was gonna be a real yeah like, yeah. I didn't feel it. I just kind of. You got to come hard next time. Listen, the reason I didn't want Porter Jr. is a different conversation. Malik Beasley, that was just not something I felt. Obviously, a player's talent is his talent. That's mm-hmm. a different conversation. But I just felt like what he was dealing with was not conducive to what the culture of the Knicks needed to start building towards. And sometimes that makes a difference and it makes all the difference, really. Sometimes it's not just about talent. Sometimes it's about how you are in that locker room, what you bring to that locker room. I just don't know, and I don't think he was in the space to go ahead and bring anything conducive to what I feel the Knicks had going on. I just I just felt like that was a very tricky situation. It was a slippery slope. It can go one or two ways, and I just wanted to stay clear of that. The Kevin Porter Jr. thing, that was whatever, hit or miss. That could have been a different conversation, but that was my reason on Beasley everyone who wasn't in the conversation yeah. behind look i would say this the jersey behind you that guy choked out his coach and i'm not comparing beasley to spree 
Don't you dare speak about him. I'm just saying, you do your research. You do your research. I know he's choked out his coach. That guy choked out his coach? Grunfeld and them did their research, Al, and they said, he's worth it. Let's get him in here. You know what I'm saying? I was worried about Van Gundy. I thought he was going to, like, powerbomb Van Gundy, like, you know, when the going got tough. But it all worked out for a little bit. and It ended rough for him, but it wasn't as bad as, as, you know, what his reputation was coming in. I just say, listen, sometimes you roll the dice. I understand you want to keep the, the locker room harmonious and you don't want no drama and, you know, all of that. I don't know the full story. What happened didn't sound too great, but he, he got off light. What did they give him, a, a, a home confinement thing? Not only yet, like home home or yeah. like house arrest or yeah. something like that. But even if you take the situ, let's let's say the situation wasn't what it was. Let's just say hypothetically, mm-hmm. what would he have? When you look at it, his addition to the team would have really done what? Where? How different would we really truly be? And I think that was the question. Also, on top of what he brought to the locker room with everything that was going on with him at that moment in time, how much of a difference was he really going to make? You make a gamble Yo, like Beasley, that for Beasley's someone like, beast. let's say, a James Harden, and that was a James he's, Harden. He's that a beast, You ass. say, screw it. You say it's James Harden, you take it. But Beasley, how much of a difference it. was he really going to make that that was a gamble that was worth it? I would have done it. He would have been better than what Bullock's give you. i tell you that. Absolutely. Ten times that's better. Absolutely. That's and he's, and he's a young upstart. He's on the rise. He's on the rise. That's why I would have gotten him. That's why I would have taken it as long as the due diligence checks out. Okay. And for Minnesota, it looks like from right now it is. The Pippin stuff, we leave that to TMZ. I can't, I can't touch that. That's that oh, man's I care business. care less about that. That's, That's that I'm man's business. But the, 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 the criminal case, they did their research, and it seems like they're comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Malik Beasley would have uh, so helpful over Bullock. But how yeah. helpful? He's a, he's a screwer. You're probably it's getting another five right now. We're we're sitting at the five playoff spot right now, right? I think five. Yeah, yeah we're five. Where you're talking about? How different would we be in the playoff standings right now if he was on this team? And that is my you, question. You would have would a bona fide scorer. That's what we're missing. You're probably, on the you're perimeter, get another five, five, like whatever our season end is, we probably get another five games out of that. No one's okay. saying that Malik Beasley is like another like transcendent like a transcendent player but he's a scorer he definitely helps like he's just another piece of the puzzle of what we need we we are inept with scoring right now between julius randall and rj barrett who are most consistent players outside of that it's either hit or miss and with malik beasley at least you know you're gonna get a consistent player from behind the arc he's shooting 40 percent from three on high volume like eight eight three-point attempts uh, per game. He's still giving 40%. And he's, he can score well just like when he gets into the paint as well. And yeah, 100%. Range jumpers. I think you're, get, you're getting you're getting a good score in him. He just helps. Is he going to be like the, the guy that's going to take you to that next level? No, but you're building in the right direction to then attract somebody else to get here. I'd okay. say you probably get another five, five, six, max yeah. seven. It's not, it's not a complete – it's not the total package, yeah. but it, it's – it would have been a good start. That's what I'm saying. It's better, it's, better than having, it's better than having Bullock on the side and not knowing yeah. what you get out of him every single night. Yeah. Let, facts. I completely agree with that. So let me rephrase it. It's not that – I don't – first of all, let me make it very clear. I think he can play. The boy can hoop. I'm not saying he can't score. Mm. I'm just saying when you look at the situation – now, This remember, this was months ago. This is not. I'm not talking about where it is now. Mm-hmm. This was months ago when the situation first transpired. When knowing now that we would have won six or seven maybe additional games, with knowing what was happening beforehand, that was just not a gamble that I think we were in a position to make. 
That's all I'm saying. Obviously, the Timberwolves were. It worked out for them. I'm not saying that he's not a good player. I'm not saying that he can't score. Never came out of my mouth. I'm just saying what the Knicks are trying to build and what was going on at that moment in time, it just wasn't a gamble that was a sure thing that it was going to be different than how it ended up turning out. Mm -hmm. It worked for one team. It may not have worked out for us. That's all I'm saying. Not taking anything away from his game, and I want to make that very, very clear because I'm a fan. I think he – is super talented and he can score. So just want to put that out there. All right. Uh, that's, all right. To, that's, that's totally understandable. I mean, that's kind of the same thing if we talk about Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, young player through it. Like, I don't know what the entire situation was. I think from uh, if I remember briefly, it's like he was he was suspended, comes back, he doesn't have the same locker, then throws food and like starts causes a ruckus in the locker room. I don't know what the whole situation is. Um, I, there might have been more to it. I know it's just a brief article that they gave, but you know, I think the difference, like I know, Steve pointed to your Sprewell jersey. The difference with the Knicks then is that we actually had an established team. That yeah, was we still did. Competing, we had a so culture, we, we had leadership. And, yeah, exactly. We did not have that at the beginning of the season. True. We did not know what we were going to have at the beginning of the season. So adding guys like Kevin Porter Jr., Malik Beasley, I get, I get the risk of just like we don't know what we're adding to the locker room and what we're going to get out of it. So I totally understand being hesitant on that uh, on that aspect. Yeah, 100%. So to everybody in chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Let's go to Angel from Philly. Angel, how you feeling, bro? Hey, what's going on, CP? How you doing, bro? Good, bro. What's going on? I'm good, man. Um, hey, Ashley. Hey, Alex. How you? How, y- how y'all guys doing? Hmm. Um, listen, bro. Hey. Um, if I see if I see uh Peyton shoot. Another three, I think I'm gonna go bald, bro, because I'm just <laughs> done with this team shooting threes. I just I just can't stand it, bro. It's just getting on my nerves. Um, you know, Randall, you know, I'm not gonna bash him because, you know, he normally is consistent, so I'm gonna let that slide. And I think that we need to do something for Reggie Bullock and uh Peyton. You know, obviously we miss Derek Rose. You know, you can just see that we need to start Rose, you know, with our schedule coming up, but you know, I'm going to get to the defense, bro, because this is a little bit uh, worrisome for me. The Spurs shot 42% and made 18 threes. The Pistons, who can't even shoot threes, shot 39% and made 14. And the Bucks, they shot 47% and made 18 threes. Two of the last three games, we've been giving up over 119 points between, you know, the Bucks and the Spurs. Yeah. So we got to tighten up our defense, bro. We're not going to beat none of these playoff teams. If we're not playing no defense, you know, and um, and I was very impressed with RJ. Um, so shout out to um, shout out to Ashley, you know, she, you know, for for RJ. I really think RJ should have the ball more in his hands, especially if you know Bullock is scoring eight points and Peyton is shooting four for fourteen for ten points. You know, just give RJ the ball. You know, he was balling today. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's on to OKC. I think it's a must-win game. But we'll just see how it goes, bro. Thank you guys for taking my call. And I appreciate can hear it. you perfectly. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. <laughs> System is loud and clear. System is loud and clear, man. Super Chats are, are being reinvested into the growth of the show. So we definitely appreciate everybody for uh, tuning in, supporting, donating, all of that. Always contributes to making the show the number one show for the fans by the fans. Hit that thumbs up on free squad. How many likes we got going on? I, I haven't even checked our likes. 297. Let's get those likes up. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Ash, you got to get them going. I, th- I thought you were doing the like checks tonight. I, I, I didn't know if we were in the mood to do the like checks. Oh, always in it. the mood. Always in the mood. Listen, I mean, we have 
I have all these autograph hats that I'm, I'm yeah. doing. Oh, Charlie Correa's in here. He's waiting. He's waiting patiently. I just patiently. don't feel like I should do it. No, not tonight. Not court. tonight. That's crazy. When there's 800 people in here, I know yeah. we lost, but like I wasn't on the court. Don't take that out yeah. on me. Thumbs up for me. Neither was CP. He wasn't out there. Alex, you definitely weren't <laughs> out there. So <laughs> we're gonna wait. We're gonna hold off. Charlie Correa is gonna get his because he, he's waiting patiently. He's waiting patiently in the chat. Oh, I don't know how patient because uh, I think some people said he's kind of wilding out again. But oh, Charlie, Charlie's Charlie, on the brown liquor again. Yeah, Charlie's back. Charlie's back. <laughs> so we got to make sure we ship off his hat and, and make sure we get that signed. But uh, yeah, we do have the autograph hats ready to go. So we appreciate everybody for um, showing some interest there. Shout out to Rich Harris. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie said. You bet my finger, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't remember that YouTube video? Nobody else saw that video back in the day? What? what? Nah, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Charlie, <laughs> you bet my Whatever. Right. Boom. Go on. Salute Rich Harris. This is RJIQ, Mitch, OB, Knox, Frank. The Knicks have young talent. But their paths are blocked by too many journeyman vets. Leon needs to sell the, at the deadline and play these guys together. End of story. Culture Bridge says, who's more shook, Peyton in front of the three-point line or Max in front of CP? Charlie got his hat. Hashtag. Hashtag free Esteban. All right? Free, free Esteban, no doubt. Um, here comes Charlie. All right, here comes the Charlie Super Chats. <laughs> he says, some of these fans are the worst. Bad loss against the Bucks. Relax. Hashtag free Esteban. Hashtag free hat. Hashtag lock Peyton away. Charlie says, another Super Chats. This is AU. He just sent in Super Chats just to say what up, man. <laughs> Charlie, did you just, Charlie, did you just get your stimulus check? Is that Charlie, why Charlie got, got that stimulus that? bag. Hey, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it. Spend it over with us, man. Charlie got that stimulus bag. The stimmy super chat. Yeah, yeah. Junior Caroma sends a super chat. He says, Fernando just came in the chat to troll. Just another internet troll. I can tell, like the tr Twitter trolls on a celebrity's Twitter blogs. I mean, listen, man, there's nothing wrong with trolls. You know, whether whether they trolling and whether they, you know, supporting, it's all engagement. That is what Knicks Fan TV is about. Positive, negative, thumbs up, thumbs down, and always, it all helps. So, it is what it is, you know what I mean? We welcome everybody in here. Lovers, haters, don't matter to me, re re regardless, you know what I mean? Number one show for the fans, by the fans. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. All right, a couple more, a couple more calls. Let's get to Illa in the building, the Canadian Homer. Illa, how you feeling, bro? Yo, what's going on, CC? <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just want to uh, talk about uh, what has been, uh, like what I've been reading in the uh, New York media this uh, this past week. Yeah about uh, Tibbs in the front office. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want you guys' intake on this. Uh, the thing I'm sensing is uh, there's differences between the two uh, because when I read uh, when Tibbs was uh, first hired, he technically wanted to get rid of R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson for uh, seasoned veterans, mm -hmm. and uh, he was hardly sold on Julius Randle. Mm -hmm. uh, I also read the article that uh, Jerome Weitzman posted, uh, who was a guest on your show, and yeah. uh, he said in his article that uh, a colleague said uh, there's uh, no rebuilding or long-term plans with Dibs, uh, meaning, you know, he wants to win now. Yeah. Uh, here's where I'm confused. Uh, for the past few years, the Knicks organization, you know, they stated to us fans that we are going to uh, build and develop with our drafts. Well, if that's the case, uh, how's this going to work with a guy uh, who doesn't look at it, uh, you know, yeah. that way? And uh, remind you, we have a bunch of uh, draft picks uh, in the next few years. And the last thing um, <laughs> I read was uh, and heard 
and uh, you know, I'm just going through what I, you know, read and stuff like that. Is uh, Tibbs and Brock Aller? Uh, they don't seem to be on the same page, and you know, that's uh, and that also started with the whole R.J. Mitchell Robinson thing, eh? Yeah. What happened? Wanting to like get well, rid of him for uh, forever. Okay. Well, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, last thing is, uh, it, you know, if um, uh, yeah, so they're not on the same page, but uh, you know, that could be a little, you know, troublesome in the sense that uh, he doesn't want to develop for the future, and and the friend office gives me the indication that they do, and I'm just confused, and maybe you know, just have your intake on that. Appreciate. Thanks for for taking my call. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, and shout out to uh, your own Weitzman. Um, esteemed writer wrote the piece in the New York Post giving us inside look into the Knicks front office uh, I interviewed him yesterday if you guys didn't check that check that out on the channel we had a great conversation it was interesting man it, it was very interesting look and you know it, it did touch on some some aspects that Tibbs wasn't so high on Randall in the beginning which isn't surprising given the trade rumors that that were very real um you know the RJ and Mitch thing I'm not so sure how high or low he was in those guys. It doesn't mean to me that he's looking to get rid of them at, at a moment's notice, Al. I just feel like, listen, when you first and coming in, you evaluate in all pieces. Nobody's untouchable on a team that won 21 games. You have to evaluate everybody. It doesn't mean that you're going to trade off all your draft picks for established veterans if it doesn't make sense to do so. But, yeah, if you're going to try to get a Bradley Beal or, or, you know, in two, three years, you're going to look at Mitchell, you're going to look at Booker, yeah, you might have to package up R.J. Mitch and somebody to get him. you got to pay to play. So I, I didn't see – I don't see anything necessarily wrong with that. I don't mind the differences of opinions. I think that provides some balance. You know, I think Aller could definitely provide some balance, especially the way World Wide West and Tibbs are thinking. I think I think Aller could be kind of that voice of reason. So I think we just got to wait and see, man. They just got here. Season is still halfway. We haven't even finished the full season. Just wait and see how it plays out, man. What what do you think of the article, though, Al? I thought it was I thought it was a great article. I I fully enjoyed that from start to finish. Um, and it gave. The one, the thing, the big takeaway I got from that article was that Leon Rose has a really good filter, and he's listening to everybody. He's taking everyone's opinions. If you like looking at that article, everyone got got what they wanted. You got Thibodeau who got Derrick Rose. You got World Wide West who got Emmanuel quickly. You got Leon Rose and whoever else got Obi Toppin. Uh, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle are still here. They didn't make any moves. They were probably exploring. Uh, moves at the time like any good front office would but ultimately they're still here and you hear how Thibodeau is talking about them now like he loves the way that RJ and Mitch have come along he loves the way that Julius Randle's been playing looking at that piece it's just really what it really tells me is that Leon Rose is like what I said earlier is just he has a filter he's going to listen to everyone's opinions he's going to get everyone's input and make sure he's making the best calculated mm -hmm. decision for the team right that's, that's just how he's going to operate. So I wouldn't read too much that they were looking to move RJ, that they were looking yeah. to move Mitch. I mean, like, as much as we want these guys here, like, for, as you said, CP, it's like you got to pay to play, right? And they're going to explore options. We may not want to see these guys go, but you got to explore options to see how you can upgrade this team. And if the deal is out there, they're going to make a deal for somebody. Yeah. But as of right now, the guys are still here. So I, I wouldn't read too much into it. Listen, DeMar DeRozan, a beloved figure, uh, oh, he owned Toronto. Yep. They got him up out of there for Kawhi Leonard to get a chip. What did Drake say? DeMar, DeMar, I say it, the less I like it. Yeah. 
you got it. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's part of the business. I mean, Ash, what, what do you think about like you know the whole win now tips philosophy versus player development thing? What, what do you think about it? Um, I think here's the thing: is Tibbs knew what it was when he signed when he signed up for this. You know, that's that's the saying. You knew what it was when you signed up, so he knew he wasn't getting a team that was gonna go ahead and be ready to go straight off the bat. So he has to be somewhat um, willing to develop the talent that is on this team. He can't go ahead and have guys who've been here, who've been doing it, who are the vets, if you will. He can't have it both. He can't have everything that he wants. He has to give a little bit, and that's the the sign of a good team that's a good sign of a, a, a franchise an organization rather that's the way you want it to function Alex spoke about Leon listening to every single person and that's what you want you want everybody's needs met but you also want compromise and the compromise is the difference maker in a lot of situations one of the things that I think about obviously it's not a basketball situation it's more football but I think of the Buffalo Bills that's a great example is those guys trusted the process everybody got what they needed when available the front office, the coaching staff, everybody kind of, um, what's the word? They fell into what the organization was telling them was going to happen in the long run. They played the long game. And now look at them. Now they're really starting to build a team and seeing that come into fruition. They're in the conversation. The Knicks need to go ahead and do the same thing. They have to understand that everyone's needs aren't going to get met right away. But if you play it correctly and you do yeah. things the right way, that ultimately it's going to end up the way – that you want it, which is everybody winning and everybody winning consistently. Yeah. So I think that Tibbs needs to be a little bit more um, willing to go ahead and let some of the leeway of what he wants to do and what needs to be done. So I, I think it's a, it's a game of compromise. It really is. At the end of the day, that's all the business is. It's about compromise. It, it's a game of compromise. And listen, every former player who I brought on this show for an interview says the same thing. You need quality vets to win. Charlie Ward said that, the X-Man said that, Harper said that, Channing Frye said that. They played the game. They know what it takes. You have to have a balance. So, you know, my guy Rich Harris, who to Rich Harris in the chat, he's, he's saying that, you know, DeMar DeRozan got his chance in Toronto. The young guys aren't getting a chance. The other day we just talked about whether or not R.J. Barrett's getting too much minutes. He's at the top of the league in minutes. Mitchell's getting his minutes. IQ is getting a fair amount of minutes. The guys that are contributing to winning, as Tibbs was saying, are getting the minutes. Now, is Obi getting a fair shake? No, but the Randall thing is a big inhibitor of his playing he time. He did tonight. I'll give him that. He got his minutes garbage, tonight. Garbage time. Yeah. yeah, but you it know? still counts. It still right? is an opportunity to show what you, you can do, you know? CP. Let's not be negative. Frank, Frank has been in this situation. He's getting his opportunity. But he's been an ineffective player up until now. Kev has been up and down up until now. And so you, we can't expect the coach to just draft all these players and start them, all starting five. You know, that's a quick way to get fired. This is also New York. So let's not act like we're going to sit back and allow this team to go 17 and, 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 and 60-something, whatever it is, on an 82-game schedule. We don't, we, don't, we don't accept that either. So we can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? The the rookies, the young players that mean something, that are worth something, are getting the minutes. Now, the, the, what we want is to balance that with vets that could actually help them move the needle to win of and course. be relevant. It's a balancing act. It's a balancing act. At the end of the day, it's about tipping the scale so that everything is right in the middle and yeah. you need just the right amount of vets. You need just the right amount of young talent because that's your future. 
You need just the right, right amount of coaching staff who's willing to develop that young talent, just the right amount of coaching staff that likes to have veterans and works better with them. There needs to be a little bit of something for everybody so that all those pieces can mesh together and ultimately create a team that's conducive for winning. And that's what the Knicks need to go ahead yeah. and do. And again, Leon Rose has done an amazing job in listening to everybody's individual needs and trying to adhere to those as best as possible within the ability for him to do so. So much credit goes to him for that. A team of all young players are not going to win anything. Nope. That's just what not it is. At all. And that's nope. the fastest nope. way to get your coach fired. Go ahead, Al. Yeah, absolutely. And just and even before Mitch got injured, right? Let's think about the young players that we had in the lineup. We had Mitch, RJ, Quickly, and Toppin. That's out of the ten guys. That's four guys. That's forty percent of your roster that are young players. That's a big chunk of your players. Like yeah. you add one more guy, that's half, that's half. And I don't know what like you said to CP. Like you're gonna, you're, what are you gonna do? Like do what the Lakers did, throw out a bunch of young guys and just lose and season after season after season. It's not gonna work. Like. It's going to get frustrating after a while. And for a coach, what happened to uh, to everyone who's coached a young team? Uh, what's his name for the Sacramento Kings right now? He was the coach of the Lakers. He ain't there no more. So he's gone. You know, and he's, and, and he's probably going to be gone out of Sacramento. Yeah. They can't make Luke the playoffs. Luke Walton's about season. to be gone. They, they, they yeah, just so fired the Timberwolves coach. He's gone. Yeah. Hawks coach. You know, a lot of, his, a lot of the vets they signed and play well. Say that again. Say that again, Ash. He didn't even get to take the plane home. Oh, they left They left him at the Port Authority. Fam. They left him at LaGuardia. Greasy. <laughs> Did him greasy. Say, so you got to take the spirit. Good luck. You know, that. That's just, you know the business is greasy, man. But um, let, let's crack this other topic real quick because we, we got to touch on it. And that is after a, a great win by his Georgetown Hoyas in Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden, in which he proclaimed, this was my house. Patrick Ewing goes into a press conference tirade and basically says, uh, you know, we got to do better with the credentialing, man. Why why am I being accosted by MSG security for my badge and so on and so forth? So it seemed like MSG security gave Patrick Ewing a hard time today or yesterday, whenever you're watching this, uh, during a Big East tournament. We had the incident with Spike, obviously coming off of the incident with Oak. What are we to make of this, man? Um, Ash, I'll go with you. What are, what are we to make of this situation? It's a travesty and the audacity of the MSG security. How do you not know who Patrick Ewing is? Like, yeah. the audacity of you. The, his name is hanging up in the rafters, for yeah. Christ's sake. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't – You like, how do you work at the garden, the mecca, and you don't know who the Patrick Ewing is, the house? that Ewing built? How do you walk through those halls and not know its history? I mean, I would be so insulted. And I, I, I completely, completely sympathize with Patrick. The nerve, the yeah. audacity. It's one thing if it's Spike Lee and you're trying to make him go around and use the other entrance. Maybe it was your first day there and you didn't want to get in trouble and he's telling you, okay, I'd go this way. And you're like, hey, Spike, just go the other way where the other celebrities enter. Whatever. This is Patrick Ewing. You got to put some respect on his name. Whoever this happened to whoever was responsible for this you need to go down and sit in some Knicks training in the basement of the garden and watch old videos of Patrick Ewing on NBA films or wherever the archives (laughs) are and learn your history and have some respect the nerve of you the audacity I I am appalled I am disgusted it is just it is a travesty the nerve the nerve that is how I feel I 
I got to say, you know, Al, it's disappointing, man. You know, it's one thing about Spike. I really didn't care about that incident. I, I, could, I right. chalked it up to rich people problems. It really wasn't my fight. Patrick Ewing is our guy, man. He's right here behind me, schooling Shaq right here, right here. In the beginning days, don't let him fool you. Shaq used to look up to Patrick Ewing. That was his idol. You know what I mean? Ewing schooled Absolutely. Shaq. He showed him the game. And then he, and then he got dominated from there on out. But it is what it is. The point is... Is that, you know, Patrick Ewing, he is the Knicks. Like, how do you not have a memo that says, you know, yeah, some people say, oh, the security's young. They may not recognize him. I don't care. You blast a memo out and say, listen, we have a VIP coming in. He's seven foot one tall, got a peanut head. You can't miss him. His name is Patrick Ewing. He was the, he was the man around these streets. He, he's welcome anywhere. You do not you do not question Patrick Ewing's movements in Madison Square Garden. That that just don't sit well with me. I don't care if you know him or you don't. There's enough communication protocols. We have email nowadays, we have Skype, we have IM, we have text. There's enough communication to know that a seven foot one tall former Nick is walking through your building. Show him some respect. Period. Period. Not many said not many seven-footers walking through the door that, you know, if you work at MSG, you should know. It's like working at Apple and not knowing who Steve Jobs is. It's yeah. Just, it's just like, how does that even happen? Yeah. Um, I didn't – wasn't there, like, a report that there was an apology for that and that thing was – and that they were going to, like, correct uh, the issue? Go ahead. Let me let me pull it up. Go ahead and, and uh, fin finish was it. Was it, it he got stopped before the game or was it after the game? I don't know. I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not sure. Because if it was after the game, that's even more ridiculous. Because you, oh, yeah, you were in the building for an entire basketball game. You probably heard his name a couple of times yeah. on the loudspeakers somewhere. They got walkie-talkies. They, they got, you know, they, they got PA, you know. Let them know. Patrick Ewing's here. You just got to know who Patrick Ewing is. Yeah. Like, how do you not know who Patrick – that's just insane. Like, it, have you ever seen Space Jam? Like, come on. Like, yeah. Do you get outside? There's no excuse. And, and here's a statement. This is from Mark Stein in New York Times. He says, uh, MSG Entertainment issues a statement saying Knicks owner James Dolan and Knicks legend Patrick Ewing spoke today after Ewing said he had difficulties today with MSG security during Big East tournament. Jim and Patrick have a long-standing relationship. This is Garden, I think, PR. They spoke this afternoon and reaffirmed that. We all know, respect, and appreciate what he means to the Garden in New York. Good luck to him and his Hoyas in the Big East semifinals. So, I we'll see. More. Somebody, I need yeah, Somebody else in the chat said it might not have been full-time Garden staff, but that don't matter. The way that the whole spike thing went down, it seemed like, you know, they're trying to do their job. I understand that, but this is Patrick Ewing. You know, it doesn't matter who, who was there, who was not there. It's still consistent with the security protocol, which is tight. It's tight in there. And for, for some people, that that's very good. For Patrick Ewing, that's not a good look. That's like being security at Yankee Stadium and trying to stop Derek Jeter. Do you know who this is? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Are, are you kidding me? I, I can't walk through these halls. I can walk through any place in the, in Yankee Stadium that I want to. Are you crazy? Yeah. Or like being at MetLife and trying to stop Eli from walking through the tunnel. Are you crazy? That's like, a fact. come on. I appreciate come you on. putting some respect on his name, Ashley. Appreciate that. Appreciate Ugh. that. Yeah. Uh, Number 10. Two Super Bowl rings. I didn't appreciate, the, I didn't appreciate yeah. the salt in the wound, though. Bringing up the Buffalo Bills after your Jets tweet today, though. Just saying. <laughs> Football season's around the corner, man. I, yo, my Giants are broke right now. 
We need to make moves. We need Kenny Galladay. I don't know what's going on, man. I'm good over here. For some reason. Oh, no. You need a refund. I've been t- I've been telling Cow you that for days. Cowboys. I've been telling you. Y'all need a refund. You're going to see soon. You need a refund. But, um, you got your own situations to worry about over there. Don't <laughs> worry time. about over here, Big dog. time, man. Let me hear from Greg from Vietnam on this whole fiasco. Greg, where you want to go, man? You want to go on the on the game or the UN topic, bro? What are you thinking? Um, good afternoon. I don't even know, man. I just I, I saw part of the game. I'm a personal trainer and sports massage therapist. I had some clients. I come back and see the end of the game. I watched it, and, you know, in Vietnam, we have bad internet, so I kept hitting the refresh button because I was like, what happened? This is Randall from last year. He was just spinning into double teams, <laughs> and it wasn't even like they were double teams. He was getting the ball, backing into it, then giving the lazy cross-court pass. Then we got these freaking geeks from – I didn't even know DJ Augustine was still in the league. Yeah. Did you? Who is this Brian Forbes guy? Oh, They're Brent like Forbes is working. Yeah. From, from, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I had to Google him. I said, I guess he averaged nine points a game. But even still, I mean, Taj Gibson was the only one who seemed angry. And the whole thing about this team, I mean, obviously I'm a Knicks fan and we're super happy. I'm mm-hmm. not. But we don't have a lot of alphas on the team. You know what I mean? I think Jay Boogie mentioned it about a week ago. Or, I mean, a few weeks ago. We, we don't have to. Nope. I'm losing. Lose. If you want to see somebody's grill and you're not, you know what I'm saying? You don't see. Yeah. You don't, you, huh? You got me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Go Hello. ahead, bro. Go ahead. Your connection Hello? was bad, but you're good now. Go ahead, bro. Ooh. Yeah, sorry. I'm moving around my apartment. But right. um, we don't have any We don't have any, any alphas on the team. Todd Gibson, when this freaking Forbes or whatever his name is, hit a wide open three in the fourth was the only one who seemed mad. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, you got to have a guy on your team who gets up in your grill at the timeout. Like, yo, guys, what are we doing? Yeah. And and actually, you're talking about giving young guys opportunities. What is Frank doing? I try to give Frank a chance. If you know any French and Belgian people, he's very blasé, blasé. He's very quesera, <laughs> He's had all this opportunity. Derek has been out with the COVID. Peyton was hurt. And excuse my language, I don't, I'm just saying going to curse. He should have seized the opportunity by the manscaped cojones, but he didn't. You know what we I mean? got to get him and a joint. All the time he's playing, he's only, the most he's ever shot is seven times. Everyone's like, yeah, he's shooting so well. Did he really look at his stats his last game before this one where he was 0 for 3? And again, just blase, blase. He gets the ball. He's like, he shakes his head. He passes it out to somebody else. <laughs> then it's a bad pass down to the post. Then an ant shot clock. His last game before the break, he had nine points, three for four, right? He has zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero turnovers. He literally did nothing else. Yeah. He a young cat. He should be like, yo, this is my opportunity, and he ain't seizing it because he don't care because he's blase. Right. But this is why, this is why he was not prioritized in this rotation. For the people that want to see these young guys playing, this is why, because he's not giving Tibbs what he wants. It's a balance. No, I know. I hear you, man. I mean, yeah. Burks, Burks is doing it. Burks, you know, he's a veteran. He's like, look, am I going to be here? They're going to trade me somewhere else. So I'm going to take it. But Frank should be like, look, we about to – he's about to be a restricted free agent. We shouldn't have extended him last year. He's supposed to go out there and be like, yo, give me the damn ball. But he don't. So yeah. it was just a bad game overall. And then a friend sent me on Facebook about the thing 
with Ewing, and I'm like, I just heard, I'm not going to repeat what you said because it's the same thing. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. 50 years old, so of course I know what Ewing is. Mm-hmm. But how you're not going to see this seven-foot Sasquatch dripping in sweat guy <laughs> with a door shut thing and think, oh, maybe he used to play here. It, it, it's just ridiculous, you know man. It's just ridiculous. and so, appreciate the call, bro. You, you, you got to know what you're dealing with, man. You know, there's enough technology to radio to everybody, say, hey, we have a VIP here. It doesn't matter if the kid is 20 years old or 60, 70 years old and doesn't know Patrick Ewing. You radio in. I don't care if they full-time a temporary Big E staff. You radio in and say, hey, the king of the garden is in the building. Period. He's seven foot one with a peanut head right now. He used to have a flat top and used to dominate. You know, simple and plain. I, I don't think the instructions are not that hard. I just don't understand how you work at the garden and you don't know who Patrick Ewing is. It's yeah, crazy. some people. Hey, some people. Some people. It's just a job. It's a check. It just, it just doesn't make sense. Are there photos? <laughs> like, there's photos everywhere. You don't have a face card. They yeah. don't give you a face card. You don't have your phone on you. Like, hmm, this guy looks like maybe he could have played ball back in the day. Let me try to Google it. Like. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Uh Semi from Brooklyn, give me some quick thoughts on this Ewan stuff, man. Then we're gonna close with Jay Boogie. Oh man, so personally, uh well, thanks for having me on. Yeah. But I think it's a pattern of behavior. I think that uh this has happened one too many times. And if MSG wanted to be prepared for this, after Spike Lee they would have uh talked to security about it. After Charles Oakley they would have known about it. I think it's a power thing from James Dolan and um yeah, I just don't think that he really speaks to security ahead of time to make sure that they uh, know who the kings of the garden are. Okay, appreciate it. I don't necessarily. I don't think it's a power thing. I think it's listen. It's a security I don't thing. Think that it's a security <laughs> thing. I think it is. It, it's, it's to keep all of us safe. Let's let's be real. They saying it's a zero tolerance policy. Everybody got to show a badge. You know what I mean? You can't take chances, especially in this day and age. It's twenty twenty one. You know what I mean? Some some people, some wild people out there. At the same time, you got to make exceptions for people. And this is somebody that you make an exception for. I don't have a problem with the security being tight. You do your job. You know what I mean? If you're in there as a patron, you want to know that they tight on security. You, wanna, you, wanna, you don't want them to, to you know, feel like everything is loose. 90 seconds. And also, on top of that, with this being, you know, the COVID era that we're in, you obviously, security is going to be extra um, cautious because they don't want people getting near the players that aren't supposed to be near the players. Right. Coaches that aren't supposed to be near the coaches, and then there's an outbreak and things like that. So it's an extra level of security that probably wouldn't have been there if this was under normal circumstances. Yeah. But still, that's not justifying the fact that you do not know who Patrick, I built this place. 60 seconds. Aloysius is his middle name. Gotta know these things, Ash. I do, but I, I like the way... No, not you. I'm, I'm just saying, period. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah saying. <laughs> I was like, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up, man. Let's wrap this up with the closer. Jay Boogie from North Carolina. Jay Boogie, man, I, I got round three with Kellerman tomorrow. Give me some advice, man. How do I need to wrap this up with this clown, man? What do, what, what do, you, what do we need to do, man? He's got he's to get the protocol first. The phone's not going to give out on him, is it? No. Yo, shout out to everybody, man. Hope everybody's staying healthy and safe, man. Y'all know the lingo. We got to get through the protocol first, you know what I'm saying? Protocol, protocol. Take care of your loved ones. Protect yourself and protect your family, you know what I'm saying? DP, I got to say this right here first thing first. Ten seconds. Right now, 
you know what I'm saying, dropping bars for that album, you need to pass that mic to Lloyd Banks because he don't leak out something. He already on his way. That mic is real crisp, like starts on Levi. Let's go. It's Let's like, go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ashley, you know what I'm saying? You know you my homegirl right here. That's the you know, real Charlie's agent of the real friend. <laughs> got shout out. Man. I did talk to JL, you know what I'm saying? He told me he on low management, you know what I'm saying? I said, go ahead and get your rest. So he sent me my man Alex, the young Franco Harris, you know what I'm saying? Good to see you up the board, you know what I'm saying, hanging out with squad. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Yo, Al, you do kind of look like Franco Harris, right now, I, This Pat Ewan situation, man, it just opened the doors for that crazy fool. You got to see the yeah. ball, man. Yeah. He's going to open up the doors with this right here. So you got to be prepared to have a punch for it. I can't think of one right now, but if I had my, if, if I could text you something in the rest before it happened, I'd get it to you, man. Yeah, hit me, but hit the me. door's open for that dude, man. But the thing is, the most important thing, man, it's a revenge, revenge factor tonight, you know what I'm saying? And this is what's, what's got to happen for our players. You got to be prepared to play against teams that's revenge and prepared to play against you now. And Milwaukee was looking for us, you know what I'm saying? And we walked in there with our hands all down, you know what I'm saying, and getting punched in the face, you know what I'm saying, like Rocky Balboa. Yeah. And Rocky won, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Face all swelled up. That's how they hit us tonight, you know what I'm saying? But you got to be prepared to have them big boy games. And I'm going to let you know, OKC is a must-win situation. We got to win that game against OKC or we're going to be sliding off off the wrong side of the railroad track. And we do not need that, you know what I'm saying? We need to go in there, sweep this game up under the rug, you know what I'm saying, and get prepared for them guys. We owe them a game anyway. They came and snuck one out of Madison Square Garden. So we need to get that game back, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But RJ played a nice game tonight. I appreciate everything you're doing. And we can't be too much hard on EP, you know what I'm saying? Lay off him a little bit. He just still mad because, you know what I'm saying, he feel like he got snubbed in the All-Star game. I don't know why he's telling people that, man. Stop playing. We need to get him up out of there, man. He's backing away again, you know what I'm saying? He ain't sharing the ball. He ain't no. doing nothing. You got some situation. No. But Derrick Rose is on the way back real quick. Derrick Rose is on the way back real quick in a hurry up. He's coming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's coming back, and he's going to take that spot like like he's supposed to have it, you know what I'm saying? EP going to be out the way out of that situation, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to prepare to go ahead and go and see OKC the next game, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to hold up too long because it's a late call, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we're going to handle our business against OKC, Let's and I'm, I'm all ears for you tomorrow when you go against Max, you know what I'm saying? You know what you got to do, man. Handle your business, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. He'll come in there with his little funny lines, you know what I'm yeah. saying? He like rap report, you know what I'm saying? How they beat that man up in that movie, up in that garage. You know what to do to him, man. On one, you know what I'm saying? Facts. Put the questions on him. Don't let him question you. Facts. Don't ask you say what you got to say. Just drop the mic on the radio station, man, and tell him your peace out, man. 100. Happy. Everybody have a great morning. 100. Appreciate you, OG. Appreciate it. And ne the church says. Amen. Amen. Needed, needed that. You know what I'm saying? Needed that. I, I know, I know Kellerman's going to start off with this. You know, Patrick Ewing drama and everything. But I got I, that, that's going to be easy to get up out of. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be easy to get up out of. You got you to gotta hit him like the Russian and Rocky. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. If he lives, he lives. If he dies, he dies. You know? <laughs> that's it. That's it, Ash. You, you facts. You know? I, I just got, I, I'm, I'm just putting the pressure on him. That's it, man. That That is it. Absolute or facts. Or you can just bulldoze him like Franco Harris, man. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. You do got a little Franco Harris vibe to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Low key. So, yeah. so not so not gonna lie, my mom is a Steelers fan. Oh shit! And, <laughs> and so she she loves Franco Harris. Yeah, she yeah. loved she loved him when she when he was playing. Yeah. So she actually and my mom was a radiational therapist. Uh -huh. She was working with a sports doctor, 
and he actually got her a signature of Franco Harris getting no. a handoff from Terry Bradshaw, That's and hard. that was hanging in my bedroom back home That's in hard. their house. So That's I actually hard. do. So I do have a Franco Harris photo back home. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. That's a funny story, man. That's a funny story, man. Um, yo, great show. Tough loss. Great show, though. Uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate everybody in the chat once again. Uh, hit that thumbs up on free squad, man. One more time. We lost, but let, let's give Knicks Fan TV some W's, man. Let me um, salute some super chats. Charlie's back. He says, <laughs> I love Dave. Charlie. <laughs> Yo, he's, he just sends super chats just to talk, man. Uh, first off, salute K. Marco. He says, Tibbs is the basketball version of Rex Ryan. Ooh, Al, you could attest to that. Wow. He said his offense is as bad as his defense is good. He needs to be an assistant defensive coach, not a head coach. Ooh, all right. Kane shots Marco. fired. Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> Charlie says, uh, oh, I, I read Charlie that. I read that one for Charlie. Uh, here's the other one for Charlie. He says, yeah. All right. Just a, hat, just a, just a super chat just to say, yeah. Sends another super chat to say, I love Dave. Uh, sends another super chat to say, GameStop tendies. Baby. Oh, that's how he got all his. I asked him if he was yeah. getting that semi check. Yeah. GameStop. GameStop. So salute to GameStop. So so all right. Sean Ford says case for Depot. Take a fly on a star return in a form. Fits well between Randall and RJ. Playmaking, scoring, defense, inside track on resigning them. It's all price pending. You know, all price pending. I would say with over Depot. Uh, Charlie once again says put Alex's cat in for Peyton. <laughs> Alex's cat <laughs> did make the did make a cameo. He made two cameos. Yeah. Everyone was obsessed with the cat. Facts, facts. So salute, salute to uh, the Tratacasis cat for oh coming through. He, salute to Wally. Yeah, man. Salute, salute <laughs> Wally. To, salute to Wally the cat, man. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, um, let's see. More super chats came in. Kaiser Associate 718 says, player development needs to be at the top of the priority list. Hey, get them thumbs up for button for your boys and Ashley, in parentheses. Jacob Carlson, appreciate it. Andrew Cosgrove sends an Australian super chat. He says, Frank Neokina, a.k.a. French Prince Tony Allen. Only good thing about Frank getting minutes is that he puts in his trade value up. Charlie, Val- Charlie Gray says, 10 seconds, reading the, uh, the switchboard. Prompter. Charlie just he he's he's just happy to be here, man. Charlie loves life, man. I love it. Uh, and the last super chat from Charlie, he's he spent about forty dollars, so appreciate that. He says, uh, I should lend the Knicks my lucky KFTV hat. OKC's definitely a must win. Hashtag TMK. Hashtag free Alex's cat. And Charlie ends us on a good note, man. Charlie, whoever you are, man, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate that energy. Free Wiley the cat, oh man. Oh my god. Alex Gad and uh sign out for us, bro. Oh my god. C P Ashley, it's always fun doing the post game with both of you. Thank you for having me on. Um for everyone out there, salute to all the mods, salute to Knicks Nation. Love kicking with all you guys. You can find my stuff over at Hoops Habit. I cover the Knicks there. Also make sure to check out my recent article for KnicksFanTV.com. Just drop something about D Rose and how you can help the Knicks in a manual quickly. On top of that, you can find the podcast, Knicks, Jets, etc. on all streaming platforms. And if you're into sports betting, you can go find me over at Tally Site. Yes, sir. Wearing hats like a true Jamaican, bro. Like a true Jamaican, man. <laughs> Got a hundred jobs. Ash, go ahead. 
As usual, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ash Nicole Moss. Make sure you guys follow my YouTube channel, All In With Ashley Nicole. You guys can also now find me officially doing Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. I know, very exciting. You guys can catch me on the Sports Illustrated Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, sportsillustrated.com. So very excited about that. I know you guys keep DMing me asking about the Love Connection show. That is a CP question. It's coming. That is not an Ashley question. It's coming. And um, I look forward to hanging out with you guys on Saturday. We're going to get that win. Get the dub. Let's get it. Congratulations (laughs) on SI. and um, That Love Connection show is coming. Definitely. Just stay patient. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. The people are asking for it, Ash. We got to give the people what they want. We we know that. We know that. Uh, Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up on the Fuji Squad. Tough loss, one thirty-four to one hundred one. Knicks go down in Milwaukee, but uh, good good performance by RJ. You know, if there's silver lining, RJ Burks quickly put in work, and uh, we'll see. Hopefully, we don't want that letdown on, on on Saturday against the the Thunder because then we got the Nets on Sunday. So we'll see how it plays out. CP versus Kellerman three. They cannot run from the smoke. I am ready to go. I was ready on round two. They pulled the plug from your boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they pulled the old foot trick on me. They will not get away with it this time. I'm coming for them. Max Helmy, be ready. 2.10 p.m. on ESPN Radio, uh, ESPN New York, XM70, and ESPN Plus. So see y'all tomorrow, man. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.